a job that has like absolutely no morals. I mean, calling exactly. I'm like, oh, I don't know. None of the schools I've ever worked at have found this channel. That's good. Yeah, yeah. till now. <laughs> <laughs> Link right here. <laughs> okay. Well, hello, Internet. <laughs> Howdy. How you doing? We're only lovers. Left in the library. Romance book club. 2019. Welcome back to our channel. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Like and subscribe. <laughs> and we pick a book monthly and we talk about it. We're taking turns this year picking books and this month is my book but before we talk about my book choice let's talk a little bit about our members literary accomplishments so this, this is when you plug your this, this, <laughs> you do it now take it away <laughs> i wrote a book Woo! Yay! uh pulls out google say that app <laughs> it's called West Monster Patrol. It's a novella. It's um, a young adult fantasy novel with some diverse kids, a diverse cast, and a super creepy monster. There will be a link in the description if you are interested in grabbing a copy. Okay, you're hired. You can see right there, Christina is right on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Tashi, you wanted to plug something too? <clears throat> oh. Not necessarily plug anything, but internet. I made the New York Times. <laughs> uh, it's uh, when was it? It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, April nineteenth. Oh no, no, you're wrong. It's like 14th. April fourteenth, I think, or the seventh. Anyway, if you look up to Shai Gonzalez and New York Times tiny love stories, I have a little tiny love story about my grandparents that got published called In Harmony. So it's up there. It's going to be on my website, too. So thinktoshy.com. So now if you guys want to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I communicate regularly with a New York Times published writer, you can just leave comments on our videos and I'll like them. And then, and then write back. I'll write back. Be like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm surrounded by beautiful, accomplished women. I'm very happy. And if you guys want to check out the book or Tashaya's short story, um, I'm going to just put all of that in the description. Yay! Also, leave comments on the video encouraging Christina to finish her book, which is super duper. And we want to see published this year, too. Yay! <laughs> so, let's talk about back to book club news. So, this month, uh, it was my pick, and I. Christina chose... has redeemed herself. Yes! <laughs> Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows by Power Just Wall. If you were nervous about today's hangout after Christina's last pick, which <laughs> somehow managed to forget, was the one about the planet where everyone had to have sex like every two minutes or they would literally die of pain. <laughs> this one's much better. Much better. It's not over, guys. The year is not over. Don't count me out just yet for another Sex Planet book. So. <laughs> Because, first of all, the title really excited me um, because I'm in a romance book club. So my first thought about what this book was going to be about was like, oh, it's like a book club, but it's not. So we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. So 
we're just going to go around. We'll read what the book is about. So in case you don't, um, you know, are intrigued and want to check it out, um, we'll give our thoughts. And then I have some questions to ask the girls because there are obviously always things that I'm curious about knowing their opinion of. Okay. So but once we get into the questions, there will be spoilers. So continue at your own peril. Exactly. You have been warned. You've been warned. Okay. Fuck out of here. Come back later. All right. So I'll read the, the description. So every woman has a secret life. <laughs> Nikki, a modern daughter of a modern daughter. Doing great. A modern daughter of <laughs> Indian <laughs> immigrants. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> has spent most of her 20 odd years distancing herself from the traditional Sheik community of her childhood, preferring a more independent, that is, Western life. When her father's death leaves the family financially strapped, Nikki impulsively takes a job teaching a creative writing course at the community center in the beating heart of London's close-knit Punjabi community. <laughs> the proper Sheik widows who show up are expecting to learn English, not short story writing. When one of the widows finds a book of erotica and shares it with the class, Nikki realizes that beneath their white dupadas, her students have a wealth of fantasies and memories that they've held in for far too long. Eager to liberate these modest women, she teaches them how to express their untold stories, unleashing creativity as the most unexpected and exciting kind. As the class grows, the group called the Brothers, <laughs> um, who have appointed themselves South Hall's moral police, threaten to reveal the class's scandalous stories and the mysterious secrets lurking beneath this seemingly sedate, tight-knit community. I veto that book description. That is not accurate. <laughs> is it ever? It got me to. It got me to read the book though, so it did its job. But we'll we'll talk about it. So. Who wants to, do you guys want to, like, let's give our, you know, our first, our overall impressions. What did you like about the book? And not delving too deep because I have some questions, but what did you think? Um, well, I can go first. I, I will <laughs> eat chocolate. What do you think? I think drink I, I was still reeling from my horrible experience with Sex Planet book. <sighs> so I went into this book thinking that it was going to be, in a similar vibe and don't get me wrong it's very um but <laughs> there's an actual plot and actual characters <laughs> um so i enjoyed it i i think i gave it four stars um there were parts of it that i really enjoyed like i really enjoyed um just like getting to know that sort of punjabi widow culture mm -hmm. Um, and just, I'm familiar with some aspects of, um, Indian culture, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't really aware of like, or I hadn't really thought about like what happened to these women after their husbands died or, you know, about the lack of programs or groups or activities that these like single women could, uh, participate in. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, and I like the idea of these women getting together and telling stories. Um, wasn't such a fan of like the side plots necessarily <laughs> with um, like the mystery part of the book. Um, but I mean, overall, I thought the stories were funny. 
um, and they weren't they weren't like they weren't sex planet like levels. The the amount of fluids was kept at a an appropriate level. Fluids <laughs> though. Lots of there ghee. Were, Lots there, of talk of ghee. Yes, but <laughs> last time there were a lot of fluids. Too so, much ghee. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. Really, it probably more like a three point five. But I like. You round up. I would round up. It's like D and D. Just round up. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Cool. All right, Tosh. What about you? What do you? What were your thoughts? Um, I gave it four stars as well. Um, because it became like less about the widows after a while. Like it, it, it started off as a story about these widows and them wanting to express themselves and express the like sexuality and sensuality and desires that they never really get to, either got to experience or didn't have anymore because they were widowed and it was a way for them to, you know, be true to themselves in a world where they are very much pushed aside or not seen or are invisible. And it was a close knit group that supported each other. So when that was happening, I was, I was all for it. But like Andrea mentioned, there's a lot of secondary plot that takes over what the main story is about. So erotic stories for Punjabi widows is like a third of what this book is about. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is exploring these characters and the world that has been built in this community and the underbelly that has been stirring um, that kind of doesn't tie in with the stories in any way really and the way they talk about how the brothers are gonna find them blah 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 the brothers are just like background noise that once or twice kind of there's a man in the background involved yeah just giving dirty looks just glaring at the women because they're outside <laughs> like ooh. walking like oh like i wanted i wanted more widows yeah, whenever, yeah, like whenever the widows were gossiping and talking to each other and like critiquing each other's stories and that whole interaction was really fun. And I thought there was going to be a lot more of us finding out about the widows through when their stories. Story together and they'd like kind of like round robin it. Like I mm -hmm. love parts. They're like, no, 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 no. Maybe make this happen instead. Oh no, girl, like do this. Like, oh, like but oh. how big is it? It's a big cucumber. You can't have a big that big or else it's gonna hurt. <laughs> it was so cute. Sorry, Ivan's like gesturing at me holding tomatoes. I don't know. They're squishy. Oh, they're squishy. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. There were um, in the book though, that I know of. But comparison. Oh yeah, that's true. Nobody talks about balls. No, no, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all cucumbers. Wait, is that not what you meant? No, but oh, I'm, I'm, mindset. I'm so glad you did though. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, he's, he's, he's making food, so that's what the tomatoes are. But anyway, um, but so I like, like I liked parts of it. And here's the thing: the the side story about the murder and these women who either disappeared or were killed seemingly by their own social yeah. circle, by, by at the hands of their own family members. 
that's a different book to me. That's mm -hmm. a whole other, yeah. like, that's a book called, like, Who Killed Fulana de Tal? Like, that's yeah. that story. That's I told, I was talking to Chris about this earlier, but I told her, like, there's some, like, really serious topics in this book that, like, she just stuck them, the author just stuck them in there, and mm -hmm. so they're not in the, like, appropriate. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, you could make an entire different book about these, like, very serious things, but in this book, it's, like, very, like, inside. Yeah. No, I kinda it kind of caught me off guard, because I'm like, ooh, romantic stories. Oh, that's sad that her daughter died. Oh, my God. Oh, her daughter was, like, set on fire in the backyard. It was at there are these like romantic stories and these erotic stories happening in this world. Like it's all in, in context. Like there's a reason why they can't share those stories anywhere else because they live in like a community that is at oftentimes very violent to women for just yeah. women. So no, I, I totally hear what you guys are saying. I just tried to contextualize it. But, okay. So you guys got like way super ahead of me. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, But so I think we kind of already answered this. So I looked online. So this is, one of Reese Witherspoon's book club picks or whatever. <laughs> so every time I looked up and I was trying to cheat and be like, okay, I like I need some questions. Like I going to start off with, I was going to copy something. I couldn't find it, but they did have like a video uh, of them discussing it. It's like an eight. Yeah. I'll put a link to it. It's, it's really short. Um, but they talk about some cool stuff. Um, and I was looking through the internet, just kind of like interview questions. Sometimes I want to know a little bit more about the author. And so um, in one of the, interviews that she did um one of the questions was what was the hardest plot point or character to write in erotic stories for Punjabi widows and she answered the mystery behind Maya's death was challenging because I had to figure out how it happened and how to reveal it in a way that wasn't too convenient so my question to you guys is do you think that she was successful in implementing it in a in a in a way that wasn't too convenient and you know that it wasn't super easy to find out? Like, do you think she succeeded in in that? I mean, realistically, I, I knew who did it. Like pretty early on, I kind of had guessed what had happened, or not necessarily how she was killed, but I knew who had done it, and. After a bit, I kind of also figured out what that like surprise relationship situation was too. Just oh my because God. <laughs> too shy. Okay, let me. How many? How many times can someone in a regular conversation be like, "He's not my son. We're not related. Why would what you think we're related? We're totally not related. He's like not even that much younger than me." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, didn't it feel a little bit incestuous to you? Yeah, guys? girl. Fuck yeah. I told him, <laughs> like what when they like admitted it and I was like, oh, Chris, like, this feels so like dirty. And she's like, yeah, but it's not family. And I'm like, but he was living there like her family member. Like she would have been allowed to have a male roommate. That's she was allowed because he was her like. Yeah, because she was a father. widow and he was like, he, él era como el hijo. like he was like her son. That is why it was so fucking gross. Creepy. Because. And that's why Maya lost her shit and was like, I'm going to expose the crap out of you because you're a fucking hypocrite and you're fucking your son, basically. And he was like, okay, well, I'll murder you. He's like, well, I'm going to... It was an accident. I definitely didn't mean to, like... Light you on fire? Complete these five steps to fucking murder you and then hide the evidence and write a suicide note. I didn't want to believe it either when they confronted her with it, too. She was like, you yeah, know what? No, no. 
anybody who says that they threw gasoline at you just scare you and they had no intention to light you on fire is a, is a, is a goddamn liar <laughs> i'd be like where did those matches come from then bro <laughs> Uh, but also, like, there's so many things you could throw on someone. Like, why? I'm sorry, if you're using gas. Okay, the only the only way that I would ever believe an accidental gas fire death is in Zoolander. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, I get it. But no, say I think I think I feel like there was probably a subtler way of her doing it. Like, I think she might, maybe if she'd given herself a little more time to do it or, um, because the thing is, it's not just one murder mystery. There's like three different murder mysteries tied in too. And so I think, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is what you guys feel too, but I think maybe she was scared of like making the book too like light mm -hmm. or like, like fluffy. Like she didn't want to. Maybe she didn't think the book would be seen as literature, you know, if it was just these widows doing sexy stories. So then she like tried to incorporate this like yeah. honor crimes and, and stuff like side plot. But honestly, I would have just been happy with like well, well the yeah, widows with the, the widows and then actually having the brothers be a problem. Interrupt the book club and have there be a confrontation between the brothers and the widows and have the widows be like, Yo soy tu madre. Like, because the way you ended up, you know, they, they never even had, you know, it's like, it's like at the end of the book when, when there is a brother confrontation, he's like, I don't care about true stories. I just care about people not finding out like who I murder. Like it wasn't even, and then exactly. further ahead and they're like, okay, we're going to publish this. We're going to make a book, you know, and it's not even an issue anymore. So yeah. Like, it's the, it, the main promoted issue is a non-issue completely okay so i don't think i but the murder mystery part was my least favorite aspect of it as well I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed everything else i enjoy the interpersonal relationships between like the widows between nikki and her sister we'll get to it we'll talk about it about you know nikki and the widows and and coolwinder and her you know i i i wish that it's not that i didn't need i we everybody i think well, i don't know maybe not everybody but there obvious there's an obvious context right to to this community so you know i just didn't need to be like you know like well you know maybe it did happen maybe she did die in an honor of killing and that's what you know maybe and then that's bringing her problems with her husband and then they just work it out you know it doesn't have yeah. to be oh, we solved this murder and it just seemed a little bit yeah it did seem for me so the answer i'm gonna i'm trying to see where you guys are coming from but she was like oh i wanted to put it in a way that was convenient and i don't think that was very successful it was kind of like in the moment like okay okay for real what's happening but it was something that i honestly could have done without yeah I feel like we're all kind of like in agreement. Yeah, and I mean, I again, like I still gave the book four stars. Yeah, it's so, not like it ruined the book for me. No, it didn't. It I'm was just, just kind of like. I'm just saying, like I, I preferred, I preferred the other parts, and I wanted to know more. Like, I don't know, like when the mother daughter got into the fight over the story that the mom wrote about, like but the affair, having the affair, and I really wanted to know, like, what was the actual story like what yes happened? exactly because i'll never find out <laughs> at the end of the day 
the murder mystery is about a character who we never know. We yeah. don't ever get to know Maya. We don't ever know anything about her. We don't know her history. There's no empathy in like a one-on-one -on -one way. Like, yeah, it's sad that she, you know, was murdered. But this is a story about a whole other group of people. And the central plot doesn't focus on any of them. It's about this person who we never meet and we never know. And we don't even know anything about her murder. We don't know anything about anyone involved in the murder. And so it's kind of hard to be invested in it, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was It was hard to get invested in it. I, I was invested only in knowing if Kowinder's marriage was going to survive this loss. Yeah. Like, their whole tension and stuff, that was very interesting. Nikki's family relationships were really interesting. Her relationship with her sister, yeah. Even, like, kind of the twist in her relationship with Jason. <laughs> which I was like, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I said, Chris, I was finishing the book today. Um, and I said, <laughs> I sent Chris just like gifts of like someone puking. Cause I was like, <laughs> I got, le compro el libro de India. So, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. All right, cool. So I feel like we, we covered, we covered the whole murder mystery thing pretty well. So, um, so, okay. My follow, my, uh, oh my God, I did not see ghost. He's so, so he matches really well. <laughs> yeah. It's so dark in the background. This is tongue. Yeah. I saw the white patch and then I saw his tongue. I was like, what's happening? Oh, left. Okay. Oh. okay. Question number two. Baby, see. What was your favorite? It was, it's a very teacher question too. What was your favorite story? from the, the workshop erotic stories and explain why. <laughs> uh, the lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do. That's my favorite. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I, I agree, the lesbian one is great, but the only reason I didn't like it, actually there's two reasons. It porque that little twist at the end where she's like, hey, 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 now who's gonna decide where the laundry detergent goes? I was like, so conniving. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, use those titties for evil. <laughs> well, okay. So, in watching the Reese Witherspoon book club, what they were talking about, they were talking about how women in power or women feeling empowered through sex, right? That was like one of the the themes. And so, I got, I get what you're saying because it was like a sharp plot twist. <laughs> I was into it. I was into yes, using your titties for evil and. Yeah, I gave you a fantastic night of sexy times, and now I have the power because I'm the purveyor of pleasure here. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I was here for I was here for that. But it's it not. Like, I mean, it's not like she wasn't into it. No, no, I, I know. I think it, I think it was like a combination of things. I think both of the characters in this story within a story were into it, and then at the end of it, it was also like, bueno. We uh, who's in, uh, we both know who's in charge now. Like, there's a reason why your son married me, and there's a reason why I always get what I want. Oh, I want to go back and read okay, it. <laughs> the brother, not the son. Yeah, and that would have been real weird. Yeah, would have been oh, real. brother, brother. Sorry, I like misremembered. Okay, what was at this point? I'm just like everyone's fucking everyone's son. It's um, there's a lot of um. What was what was I, your favorite? I liked. I liked. It was one of the first stories. Um, the one where like the girl, um, you're trying to find her a, a husband and she goes onto the roof 
Mm. That there's like that old guy watching her and then like yeah. on the roof and then he's gone and she doesn't know if she imagined it or not. Like I like that. Ghost sex. Yeah. <laughs> or, or something. Something weird and fantastical and you know I read it I read it more as like the power of the imagination and like mm-hmm. the freedom and satisfaction within yourself. She's like, I don't need to be married. I can feel this wonderful whenever I want to. Yes. Whenever this ghost dude visits yeah. me. Or <laughs> AKA whenever I have a super hot, sexy dream. Yeah, exactly. I like that one. Um, okay, I so, agree. That, that was really good. So, okay. So, all right. So this is kind of something that I got from the other discussion as well. And I have to admit that I also kind of like, when I was coming up with the questions, I didn't really, I knew that we were going to talk about the widows, but mm-hmm. in context of like sex, I kind of like forgot about them as well. They were telling these stories, but there was a mention of, of well, how do you feel about the fact that all of these fantasies involve younger people? Like when the widows are writing this erotica, they're not writing themselves as this, as the age that they are, as they're in this class. They're writing either younger versions of themselves or young people having these like sexual encounters. Why do you think that there wasn't, there weren't any stories with women of their age, like that them talking about women of their, why do the fantasies focus on them as younger rather than them being older? Begin discussion. <laughs> I mean, I think for most of them, they were taking inspiration from stuff that had happened to them when they were younger. Um, or things that they had like wished or or thought might happen when they were younger. So I think it was just easier for them to like use that. Um, you know, like that's the age of like all the sexy movies they watched. That's the age when they were actually having sex for fun as opposed to, you know, for a sense of duty or whatever. So that's that's why I saw it that way. Like they were just because most of them were memoir-like. Mm-hmm. So that's just, I assumed it was like, this is a younger version of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, Tash? Uh, I, I think the way that I was reading it is the way they kind of introduced a lot of the stories was they just got married or a recently married couple or they just got back, you know, they just are going on their honeymoon now. Mm-hmm. So I think in their own experiences and the way that they experience and see sex and sexual relationships, it's stuff that is tied in naturally with being young, being newly married, being like fresh physically and in a fresh relationship. And this is, you know, like a fantasy class to them. It's a creative writing like exercise. And I think because it's their first attempt at trying to really write something and craft a story, they are older single women. The the fantasy, I think, is to kind of aspire towards what you don't really have or what you haven't had for a long time. So I think given that a lot of these women had been single for a very long time, hadn't been able to experience these things for a long time, it's almost like, oh, if you could put yourself in any kind of situation, what would it be? And I think for a lot of them, it was when I was the most happy, like when I was the most sexually satisfied or when I was the... Um, or if I could go back and do it again. Yeah, like if I could turn back 
Yeah. Exactly. Like if I could, if I could turn it, if I could take it all back and like do it again, what would the best version of myself be? And they're, you know, young and they're outgoing and they say what they want and they tell the men what they want to do. It's a very, they're like flipping the script on what their actual story was. So I don't, I don't think, you know, it, I think it's the kind of, it's the kind of thing where if we got to see this club a year later, yes. maybe it would have gotten to the point of like, okay, now that we've had the experience of writing all these stories with young people and your aspirational, like what it could have been for you, let's do a realistic writing exercise and let's talk about what you would want and when you, what you want to get physically out of life, you know? You, like as the story spread you know, a lot of the women who are reading these stories and enjoying these stories are maybe not like widow age, but they're in the later stages of their marriage, you know, because they do mention like so many women are like finding the spark again with their husbands because of the stories. So I think knowing they're having that effect might make them, you know, maybe create stories more geared towards the people they know are reading them. Like I can mm -hmm. see because you know when you don't have an audience it's very you write very differently than when you know you have mm -hmm. an audience so i think i think maybe like volume two more mature volume yeah because yeah. even even if you read like los merenguitos that come out today very rarely will you read a book that is like this woman is in her mid-40s and she's you know having a nice unless you make a living writing that like say nicholas sparks <laughs> <laughs> they're all yeah but that. then someone's inevitably gonna die in a mudslide in south america oh. so <laughs> we just talked about yes. this like two days ago i was we like did. whatever it was like nights in rodanthe nights in rodanthe fucking richard gear died in you know, I only remember the movie, but like, I never read the book. I it was the book. it was like the one book of his where I was like, "There, nobody's gonna die. They're getting together," and then it's like epilogue. Sorry. But it's not even in the book. It's like epilogue. He died. <laughs> Just kidding. What's <laughs> like? What is this bullshit? Yeah, yeah. I remember what I watched that movie with my mom, and I was like, and I paused it, and I threw the DVD case, and I walked out. And then I came back and I was like, okay. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, all right, cool. Good talk, guys. Um, I'm kind of curious. Do you know of any kind of like sexy stories? This is the cheap community, right? So, in our, like in the Puerto Rican community, like, have, did you ever encounter a kind of story like this? I don't feel like it's the same thing because I don't think that Puerto Ricans are at least not not all Puerto Ricans, right? But like not very repressed when it comes to, <laughs> I remember things like Amor en la Maca, you know? And like, you know, fucking in a hammock and whatever. And those yeah, are like really but common things. You know things. what, I think, but I think like there's still a stigma about being a widow though, no matter what the culture is. I think it's very different. Like, I think it's more okay for an old lady or not like an old, but you know, an older woman who mm -hmm. has never married but like maybe goes on cruises and like has mm -hmm. female friends. Like that's more acceptable, I think, in any society than a widow yeah. to start like having like it, it and I and I don't know if that ties to just 
most religions where you have an afterlife. So you're expected to sort of wait until you die and then reunite with your partner. Um, You have that thing where you have to remain faithful. But I think widows specifically in any culture are kind of more of a taboo sense. I subject. thought it was cool. Not cool. People just you know, they're trying to steal other people's husbands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. A, the trope is oh her husband's dead so she's like out trying to steal someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. Um but, but even I, then it's not about the sex. It's about the getting the husband and yeah. you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like man, it, he's so sexy and I haven't had sex in a while. You know what I mean? It's not that. It's like want the security like i don't know i just i can't think of any book where it's like widows or or just pop culture i think of um yeah what do you call this um oh my god i forget the name but there's like la bruja de 79 or whatever uh, you know what i'm talking about like she's older no she's just kind of like you know is like the grumpy lady in the in the in the neighborhood i can't remember now but i was trying to think of like you know is there any equivalent to this in in and like what in the culture that we're most familiar with, which is like Hispanic, Latino, Puerto Rican culture. So, and I couldn't, I couldn't really think of any because I mean, I've seen telenovela women. That's the yeah. only, that's the only comparison I have is like women in soap operas. And again, there usually it's like if there's a viuda, she's either old and super religious and is like never gonna touch a man again, or she's trying to steal someone's husband. The only, the only exception to that that I've seen recently, really is the grandmother in Jane the Virgin because she's a widow and she's very religious, but by season like three, she meets someone who she likes and she gets flirty and she's in, like ashamed and admits it to the family. And then they give her her blood. Like they're like, go and enjoy yourself. You're still alive. And then she starts dating and she ends up like in a relationship with this dude. Yeah. And even then she has like, because she is religious, she has moral like limits to what she's willing to do physically but it's but she still pursues a relationship mm-hmm. and it because it's like a really nice little story and i like that they gave her a well-rounded yeah. character development she's growing i really like in the book i forget the name but there is a one of the widows is like having kind of like a relationship with another man mm-hmm. yeah, well, she's younger though she is but yeah. you know there was a part where where he's like, why are you being shy when we've already like taken that step? And she says, whatever, it's my choice. You know, yeah. like, decide, you know, yeah. what I'm doing. Like, she was like, yeah, and it's fun, but I changed my I want to go slower. Yeah, I yeah. decided that's a choice. And he was like super cool with that. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I really I like that too. She's like, I have the rights to want something and I have the right to change my mind. I also like the one widow who kind of was still mooning over her husband because he left her and then oh. his new woman <laughs> no and then his new woman leaves her name Man- manjeet, manjeet. manjeet yeah she goes back because she in her mind is like okay this is what i'm supposed to be doing and then she gets there and she's like oh you just want me to clean and cook fuck you comes back takes off her widow's clothes like that to me i was like yeah, I thought it was interesting that the widows are like white too, and they refer to them as like ghosts at uh, one. They feel like ghosts, they they feel like they're unseen, like hard and unseen. And I was like, yo, mm-hmm. that's some heavy. That's some heavy things. I, I don't know what I'm gonna be uh, when I'm older. Maybe I'm. I'll be a widow. Maybe I won't. But I'd like to think that that won't define. That won't define. But again, I life. think I think a lot of that. Goes back to oh. the the religion. Ivan, <laughs> scare me with your beeps. 
<laughs> like, I mean, you know, you you look at like, for example, you know, my mom became a widow at forty-seven. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's really young, and I, you know, of like, I would have no problem with her. Like, if she wanted to like go on a date, like, I wouldn't see that as like a betrayal of my dad or anything like that. I would see it as like, okay, she's lonely, mm-hmm. she, but like I, but like I don't think. Like, not to say never, but, like, you know, my mom is 100% going to see my dad in heaven. And, like, I don't I don't think she would ever be okay with, like, dating anyone because yeah. of that. And I think that's the case. I think the majority of people are religious. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, like, a really big part of, like, the widow yeah. culture is just believing that you will reunite. My mom is a widow, too. So, but my mom has... She has bounced back. Like she's had relationships, um, and but it is a part. Like it's a like it's always been a really prominent part of like who she is. Like she had been married and you know had me had and then that and then that was over. Thankfully, our grandparents were there to like catch that fall for you know for her, mm-hmm. and she was able to really move on. And, and it you know oh, she's happy. It's not like. Yeah. I don't know if she thinks if she'll see my dad in heaven or, you know, if she believes in like an afterlife or whatever, but I don't know, it's pretty interesting. But she's like, at least my model of, it didn't really define who she was. Yeah. You know? She was just like, it's a thing, it happened, and it was a process, and then mm-hmm. now we're just in a completely different place. I also think it comes with like differences in generations too. It's a, it's, the belief of seeing someone in the afterlife and stuff, that's very much something that I think ties into an older generation because nowadays people our age are like getting married young and then getting divorced and then getting married and getting getting divorced. Like there's a lot of relationships have a lot more, they have not an expiration date, but like there's a, more of about, an excuse that things could end. Yeah, there's there the the idea of like eternity mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily exist that much today, and so I, I think that I, I really I really think it comes down to how religious you are because there's someone I went to school with, and she you know she lost her husband and. She posts about it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and, and she's my age. So, like, again, I, I we have a friend whose boyfriend died, you know. And, very young, very And, and again, same. Like, and they weren't even married. And, again, she also, she's one who posts all the time, too, like, about seeing them in heaven. So, I mean, I, I agree. But, like, I do think, like, if you're religious. That yeah, plays a big part. Even if, like- even if. I don't know. That's I, not to say, I think that you can be religious and still like, you know. No, yeah, you can still, you can move still. Move on. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, dead. I think it's just. It's also, I think that there's like a mourning period that's different for everyone too. So I think that it's, I think, yeah, it's a combination of everything. Like how religious are you? Kind of what generation you grew up in. And then I think also. How do you as an individual deal with loss? Because some people take three months to get over a breakup. Some people take two years. Some people take four years. Some people never get over the person who uh-huh. kind of hurt them or, or 
got them to become the most invested and then that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And, and some people never recover and some people go fucking crazy. Yeah. White men out there. Uh-oh. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> this is deep, deep shit. I'm gonna be late to Game of Thrones, but I don't want to stop. <laughs> I can't watch it yet because Ivan's on season two. What you won't do? do for love. I, I, I was about to say this is this is Christina would not wait. For I would absolutely not wait. I know she wouldn't. She wouldn't wait, and she would watch it next to you. She'd be like, "You can leave." She'd be like, "There's another TV in the other room." There is, though. Or use your phone. Put your headphones on. I'm busy. There's stuff to do. Yeah, for real. Okay. Okay, Moving on from, like, I mean, just kind of, like, talking about, so, um, I wanted, I guess I wanted to talk about, we were talking about marriage just now, and the two sisters, Mindy and Nikki, have, like, super different, you know, attitudes about, you know, getting married, and, like, the way that you find someone, and the way that you get married. So, Mindy is, like, very pro- arranged marriage or I don't think she's like super pro she just wants it for herself that's what she wants she for herself necessarily want and then Nikki is very against that so I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts about the sisters their dynamic and how I thought Mindy like I wish they had found like a better person for her at the end because I do think that like some people have really good experiences with arranged marriage. And if that's what the author was trying to show us, she failed because they, you know what I mean? It's like, she was like trying to show us it was okay. But really at the end, you're like, oof. That guy sounds or, like a project. Poor Mindy. Yeah. Like, you end up with yeah. the scrawny ass dude who's like uncomfortable yeah. with women so, smoking. All right. Yeah. Have fun I, with that. I really think the author did her a disservice and I don't know if it was like her own personal thoughts on it or what, but I just wish Mindy had gotten like a better marriage arc or whatever, because I do like, there are people out there who it like works for and, and who are happy with that. And, and I just, I don't know. I felt. I was very displeased. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted happy. it to be done better. I really did. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, yeah. I wish that might've been a little contrived. Sure. But like, we just went through like a crazy ass murder mystery. Can we please just have like a happy ending? And for you know what? Cool they didn't even they didn't even have to make it like super duper happy, but just don't make the guy seem like a like a gross. Like, no, like a like a closet brother, like that he's yeah, basically exactly. not gonna learn exactly. and then like murder her. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, he's like uncomfortable with it, but he's trying. I'm like. Mm, it seems like a lot of these men are uncomfortable and trying and then murdering women in the park. Yeah, well, you know, and Nikki does say, Nikki does say, you know, but there are, like, he's learning, and then Nikki says, well, there are people who have learned. Like, there are people who are, are there already. Yeah, why, <laughs> why are you choosing someone who you have, who is a journey? Why are you choosing someone who is a journey? Yeah, but it just, it felt to me like the author was giving her this kind of man so that Nikki could could then say these things mm. like like i just didn't i just thought like they could have given her a better dude that's that's mm. all i'm saying they could have made it a more positive arranged marriage although part. i do also think that nikki was not wrong but 
very, very judgy and very superior super judgy about, about everything. 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 Yeah. So I don't think that Nikki was wrong, but I also don't think that she was right. And I don't think that Mindy was wrong or right. I just think that they were just kind of like choices. They were making choices. Yeah, and yeah. at least Mindy was able to choose this for herself. And unfortunately, I mean, it wasn't like the ideal for me, but you know, if again, if it's her choice, who am I to? Yeah. And I mean, at the end, they're not married and they're not engaged. Sabra dio, they might get to know each other more and like past the book's ending, she decides, you know what, fuck this. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just wanted hoping. I, I just wanted her treated. In my fan fiction, they break up. Yeah. <laughs> she finds out he's a brother and she's like, we're done. And Nikki breaks up with Jason too. Ugh. Let's talk about it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, let's talk. That's literally what it says. Let's talk about Nikki's arc? Question mark? She had none. Was there one? I think she's the same person at the end that she was in the beginning. Yeah, she never learns anything. She just finds out that her dad died oh. fucking and then gets rid of her guilt. <laughs> I told Chris, is like, she starts out the book with this, like, savior complex where she's going to go into this Indian area and teach all these little widows how to read and write and, like, change the world for the better. And then at the end, she's like, I'm going to go to oh, law school. I'm going to be a lawyer so I can go into this little Indian town and help all the Indian victims. Of, you know what I mean? So like, no it's, lies like a different, it's like a different path, but like she's still going at it with the same attitude of like, I'm going to come here and save you and better your life. Yeah. And I honestly, I, d I didn't like, sorry, Indy got Indy's asthma. having the asthma. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no. oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, Papito, no. Oh. That's a nice living room, you guys. Yeah, it's real spacious. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just very, it's very distracting. Um, so we're both no. looking right at us, too, when he's, just, he's still doing it. Oh, no. anyway, um, what the fuck was I even talking about? Thanks. That's his, that's his pug half. Oh. That you were saying that she doesn't have an arc because she's the same person. It's a different path and she's still doing the savior thing. Well, and she, you know, she said at the end, like, this class has changed me because now I was able to say right. what I couldn't say before. But, like, you've been a bitch this entire time. You haven't, like, become more vocal. Yeah. You've always been vocal. Yeah. That's, that's why your dad went to India because you were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm not gonna go to law school i'm dropping out i don't care but that's not you not being open about what you do or don't want except now you just cussed out the people at the bar yeah um i didn't think that she taught the widows anything at all at <laughs> all the way that the oh yeah, my god be in the right place at the right time they were running she that was, class she listen. was doing she was like so how would you you How know, you, like someone, so what do you guys want to say? Yeah. So what are you writing about? She did nothing. You know, like when you really want like hummus 
and you're like, it doesn't matter what I put the hummus on, a chip, a cracker, a piece of toast, a carrot, like you <laughs> something to put the, that, that was her. She was the cracker. She just happened to be a vessel for the hummus. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it more as like uh, as like the widows got stuck with her in the group project. She was the cracker. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, like it could have been yeah. any. They just needed. <laughs> they just needed someone to give them a room, a room, and like permission, like someone to be like. This was a okay. modern girl. Okay, sure. Yeah, like like they knew she wouldn't judge them. Yeah. Um, she was still pretty judgy. At the beginning. She was so judgy. They're like, she's wearing jeans. Let's talk to her about sex. Yeah, the audacity. Well, she brought that book, too. That's what gave them the whole. They're like, that's what this class is about, right? Yeah, but like, that was just a really convenient way for the author. Like, it's not, it's not that the ladies just saw the book and were like, we've never thought about before until we saw this book like <laughs> <laughs> okay so my last question it was a lot I actually had a lot I, I had a lot of things so it's um blah, 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 blah. So as an outsider to this community um what was your biggest takeaway from the book what was your biggest takeaway from all the things that happened what did you guys learn or you know what was your views did it alter at all I well I want to start I want to start by okay. saying that I'm glad that the book exists. Yes. I'm sure that for us seasoned romance readers, reluctant or not, not that big of a deal, but it like right? Like if if someone from like they were super accepting in this book. I I don't feel like that's the rule. I think that this is like the exception and I think that the majority of people that would be from this community and read something like this would be absolutely horrified, scandalized. Even the women themselves. E yes. Yes. Especially. Oh, yeah. yeah, especially. Would be the ones to come down on it the hardest. But I'm I'm glad that it's there because I do think that there are people that need to hear these stories and they need to be inspired yeah. by these stories yeah. to like break out. That's that's my main takeaway from I it. I like the way that they advocated just for women speaking up for themselves. Like, like they, it started out as like a sex thing. Like, let's talk about our feelings about sex. And from there it went to like, let's express to our husbands what we want, you know, when we're having sex. But from there it went on to like, let's demand that we have a gym and like classes on how to use the internet and all these things. So like, to me, that was the, you know, when you empower women through whatever means, it's kind of like a domino effect. And then they're yeah. gonna take that feeling of empowerment and just use it in other areas of their lives. So I think the whole community is gonna be better now because these women are speaking up for what they want and not just sexually. So yeah. I think the importance of having spaces where women can express themselves without judgment um, is really important, I think, in all communities. Um, and I was and I was really happy to see that at the end where like they were advocating for themselves and what they wanted in their community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That all sounds very smart, Andrea. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, recommend. Girl, my takeaway from this book is that women have a hard time everywhere. Girl. <laughs> everywhere. There is nowhere where it's like, 
okay to just be a okay woman. to just be an older woman going outside trying to live your fucking life it's just unsafe like it's everyone's it's just dangerous it's dangerous everywhere it's dangerous everywhere and i and i love women and i'm happy to have experienced growing up in this body and being the person that i am because it's it's taught me a lot and i i i will never have words to describe the immeasurable strength that resides within women that is that is what i have to say <laughs> five stars 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> As we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, shit. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say? I really like. I know we've like critiqued a lot of things, but like, I really do want to reiterate that all of us really enjoyed this book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you should definitely. Well, if you've read this far, or if you've watched this far, you've definitely encountered a lot of spoilers, but. You should still read it. It won't take away from your enjoyment of this. Yeah. The, the sexy stories were very worth, like they're really sexy, worth the read. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long to get through. I literally read this book yesterday. Like I started it a few weeks ago and then work got too busy, but I finished three fourths of it yesterday. Yeah. And at I, some point, and Ivan, and I, Ivan and I were doing something and he's like, oh, do you want to watch TV? And I was like, I, I want to finish my book. I was like, my book is, my book is right there. Huh. I want to finish it. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, we can read. I was like, okay. Cool, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, baby. <laughs> well, this was great. Thanks for reading. With yeah. Me. I'm super open to talk about it with me. Yeah. I thought this was a book, but we're going to love it. Just saying. No, I've already recommended this book to like three people. Oh, just cool. so you know. Well, I'm. I have, my hope is that regardless of where we are, in our lives and relationship status or whatever that we're still reading and or writing stories and that this will be us at some point but you know obviously independent women doing whatever we want reading the sexy stuff we just have to write our own collection of love stories i know that vaginal fantasy well, anthology also, it just should happen yeah. if we're still doing our youtube book club when we're old we would go so viral we would like people would eat that shit up like oh how look at these old ladies who've been friends for like 30 years and have been talking about like raunchy room you know what i mean like <laughs> honestly that's my goal i plan to that's exactly what i want <laughs> you're, that, you're keeps, for the long haul <laughs> they keep referencing these vegetables that don't exist anymore since the great dust storm oh, no. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> so, now that we have closed the chapter on Punjabi Widows as one of the excellent reads of 2019, chosen by yours, let's talk about. Snip, 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 snip. Let's talk about what we're reading next for next Let's month. talk about next, baby. Let's talk about books for me. So, next pick is Tashai's, right? Yes. Is it? Oh, fuck. I need to get that. It is. And we are going to be reading. Bride by E.B. Zoboy. Um, I'll oh, it looks so nice. No, look at this. I mean, we've got to wear our hoops for like the. the oh, whole. girl, yeah. yeah. Ooh, so, this is, so a lot of things are happening next month, but you know, obviously, we're reading this amazing, super cool book. I think you've read books by this author before. 
Well, just one, this is her second book, I believe, mm -hmm. or at least I've only read one other book by her, but it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, it's a Pride and Prejudice retelling. No. What? I didn't realize that I was supposed to pick up the book yesterday. Get out there. Just put another hold on it. <sighs> That's irritating. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, so I'm sorry. So um, this is a Pride and Prejudice retelling. I'm super excited about reading. This is looking Bushwick, okay? Like this is like modern. Um, and I'm always here for it. We've read one Pride and Prejudice retelling. It was Pride and Prejudice it and Zombies. Sucked. It wasn't great. It sucked. Um, Prejudice and Zombies is a bad. You, pick, was, you picked that, right, Chris? No, the forum. No, that. you didn't. That was like a side. You were like, let's not read the book club book this month. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, and then also... Next month marks our anniversary. Is it three? No, it four. four. It's our four-year four anniversary. Wait, you froze. Oh. Okay. You're back. I'm back? Yeah, you're back. Sorry. Next month is our four-year anniversary of book club. Just so you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're well on our way to becoming those grannies. Jesus uh, Christ. Ooh. Are you tools? You should do a uh, we should do a flip flip book of all the different hairstyles we've had. Oh <laughs> For real though, like this is like a living document of like stages, <laughs> hairstyles, weight fluctuations, eyebrow formations. <laughs> you know? The only constant has been Indy, I think. Oh yeah. You know, like he's just looked the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're gonna be reading, talking about pride. Um, talking about our, you know, just kind of like doing a quick reminisce and talking about our favorite, like uh, in the past few years, what are like the favorite, like our sexiest sex book, sexiest sexy book is. Sexiest book in the past four years. And um, damn, probably maybe exchange a gift or two. I'm already planning some stuff. Wait, are we doing this? Ugh. I'm giving it to you live. Uh. I want to action and I oh, want it no! recorded. <laughs> Fuck. All right, I gotta. Oh, really bad reactions. It's okay. The YouTube's. Give Thanks. Take Thank you for this. Thanks I'm for... gonna practice. <gasps> My heart is beating so fast, Chris. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I just want to. That's what she did when I gave her her Christmas present. What? <gasps> <No>. <laughs> anyway, so um, that's what's happening next month. I'm pumped. Cool book. Cool hangout. Yeah. Years. It's honestly just getting better and better. It's gone by real fucking fast. No, yeah. for real. Oh, also, tentative date for this one is May nineteenth. For any of you guys that need to save it on your calendar, let me know. It'll be a. It's technically the third Sunday. It's on schedule, but I'm also off. Like it just so happens that on my on my work schedule, I'm off that weekend, so I can do it on the nineteenth. Uh. That's it. Anything else you want to say? I cannot do it. I am in Canada. Okay. We'll talk. We'll schedule it. It's fine. Yeah. Let me know when you're free, and then I'll check my thing. You can't book up from Canada? God, just shy. No well, commitment. We can, and we can. I'm going to be in Ottawa. We can do it on a weekday, too. That's you true. You know what I mean? Like, we, whatever day you happen to be off that Tashai isn't, isn't in Canada. I mean, I'm available every day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. It's just kidding. All right. It's Ivan's fault. It is. I blame everything on Ivan. Um, remember that Andrea wrote a book. 
she wants you to go out and buy it. So go do it. It's available on Amazon, uh, paperback or Kindle version. I happen to have both. And if you want, if you buy a paperback, you get the Kindle version oh, for free. Shit. It's a great deal. Check <laughs> it out. Westwood Monster Patrol. Super cool. Monster. Magic powers. Diverse cast. Link is in the description. Do it. Yay! Uh, shy on New York Times. Read her uh, story in, in harmony. Is it in harmony? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what it ended up being called. It's really called El Amores, but they it, it had to be translated to English for a uh, an American audience. Anyway, I'll link to that. <laughs> and I hope you have a good um, month. See you next time. I'm going to go watch Game of Thrones now. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Bye! Bye, Internet!